0: Welcome into a hotel edition of the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. We will try to get hyped while also being respectful of our neighbors. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Kristofferson, Michael Bruns. You would not believe the scene here in Iowa City as we have turned over wastebaskets to put a microphone up between the three of us so we can record this podcast.
1: We're huddled around it. Like we, it's a campfire.
2: We, we actually have the... It's not just a trash can. We took the liner out to give it some more height here as well. So I'm going to take a photo of it, and I will post this once the podcast is up. But uh, w- whatever it takes to uh, get this thing done, that's what we're willing to do, even if it means a disgusting hotel trash can.
1: Well, we are talking about the Heroes Trophy game here this week. <laughs> You gotta, we gotta get it done.
2: Yeah. What
0: do you think looks better, the Heroes trophy or our current setup with this microphone
1: <laughs> um, turned over trash can I, liner? And the I mic- think if this were made into a trophy, actually, and people see the picture of it, this would be very popular. Well, and we, this would be something guys would just want to spread across like immediately after I, a win to get.
0: I think it could be even better if we put the empties of the Coors banquets that we have on the outside of it too, to really kind of. <laughs> dress it up some
2: well this is better than what we had before which was a suitcase with on top of like the, a lunch pail a lunch pail and and the which transported the beers the ottoman that you're currently sitting on so we, we've we've classed up the joint a little bit there's a real comfortable ottoman i could go for for a while on it. i'm good <laughs> there's a football game tomorrow this is being recorded. Oh, so. oh!
0: What? You don't want to set the scene some more? Tell some people about the giant closet
2: here in the the Hampton Inn. I think. Well, if they want to sponsor the the, the hypecast, <laughs> I'll be I'll be more than welcome to talk about the spaciousness of their closets. Oh, the Oscar twenty four seven hypecast brought to you by Hampton Inn. If you're out there,
0: we're listening. We love your trash cans.
2: <laughs> so there's a football game tomorrow. Yeah, just go with it. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa, the regular season finale for Nebraska um, with no bowl game uh, possible. I'm just going to talk while you guys watch the Saints and Falcons here. Um, d- do we want to get some keys? What, how... <laughs> I don't usually host this. You're turned around looking at the TV. What? I spend you 25
0: to... seconds looking at a television and the podcast goes to shit? Yeah, you need to. You Good need to Lord. G- All right. You need <laughs> to Nebraska plays Iowa player. on Friday. The Huskers enter with a record of four and seven. Iowa enters with a record of what I think is seven and four, but yeah, I haven't actually right. looked it up. Yeah, you're right. So these two teams, we can we can just get into the rivalry discussion, but I think we could also just avoid it and let people go to Jack Mitchell's Twitter feed if they'd rather get into that. He'll he'll take care of it. He's a friend of the podcast. This is his job, so we don't have to have the discussion. Nebraska has a chance to finish off its season. Pretty strong. Five out of its last six games would be wins if they finish up here at Iowa City. Iowa has a chance to kind of rewrite the way these, its season is going to end. They were 6-1 and one at one point. Now they're 7-4, and four, coming off of a 63 to nothing win against Illinois. Both teams, there's a lot to play for here, even though neither one is going to – Nebraska's not going to a bowl game. Iowa's not going to Indy. They're more than likely going to a Foster Farms Bowl that seems like a, a place where they're likely headed regardless of the result of this game. But in terms of momentum and culture, rivalry, if you will, this feels like it not a big game, but it feels like there's some things at stake here. Uh, am I wrong in that assessment? Am I grasping at straws here to try to build up the hype in this hype cast? The last one of the year.
2: You're, you're trying to justify us being in this hotel room. Right I'm now. trying to
0: justify that we stacked a liner on top of a trash can. <laughs> we brought a microphone from Nebraska, and it's the night before the game, and we're still doing the hype cast, and 37 people are going to listen to it. Hell yeah, I'm justifying.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think I think you're, you're justified. As I think right. about what you said, there. thank you. Oh, you're pleading, kind of, but I, th- oh, I, I, I think you're you're right. Um, you know, I go back to the summer when Scott Frost had that line at Big Ten Media Days where he said, If teams want to get us, they better get us now. And I think for Nebraska, there would be so much satisfaction in this year where here's your chance to. There's kind of this feeling like here's your chance to get Nebraska, Iowa with Scott Frost, and they're kind of figuring it out. And if Nebraska comes here and doesn't allow them to do that in year one. They check a box off right there. They're kind of trying to check boxes off. You know, they've they've kind of built the culture better. They've checked that box. They've got their quarterback of the future. There's that box, and getting that losing streak off the books to Iowa, I think, is one of those that helps. You know, it's it it, it boosts confidence going into the off season. I don't think it's gonna make or break how we view 2019 if they win this game by four points or lose it by four points. But uh, it sure as heck. I want to see Nebraska match Iowa's intensity and how much they care about this game, because I feel like the last few years, Iowa's cared more than Nebraska. Well, you go back to the—you've got the bloodbath comment that Mark
2: Banker made a few years ago, the way that Nebraska's just looked completely outclassed in these matchups. I mean, even—I mean, let's say let's say it's a, a 21-17 game, like— you, you don't want to play the moral victory card, but that would be a pretty dramatic change from the way this game has gone. You know the the last few years. I mean, Iowa's been the you know whether Nebraska fans want to admit it or not, it, it's kind of been a little bit of a you know how does how does Nebraska stack up from a physical point of view? Because they've just been manhandled in these right. games, and it, it's not even been close recently. This is another test, I think, for this offense that. It's really easy for everybody put, to put Scott Frost's offense in this box of it being finesse, spread, whatever. And this is a chance to go out and back up what they did against Michigan State last week, which was definitely a punch, punch each other in the mouth kind of game, according to Mario Verduzco. And, and to do it again, do it on the road in a game that you know to a lot of people is a rivalry.
0: Do you think Mario Verduzco ever been punched in the mouth? Did anybody ask
2: him that? I bet he's punched a few people in the mouth. <laughs>
1: really? Oh, I bet so. Really? At I a c- so. At a cigar bar? Yeah. <laughs> got a little heated discussion going? He's a, He's got like...
0: Someone I, made a pass at the pretty lady and he took exception <laughs> to it? He's
2: got a big family. I bet he's throwing some punches in his day.
0: Right. I was just curious. All right, so here's what I want to do. Because we didn't have a format and you weren't prepared to host, so I just decided to take it over.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm going to throw some questions at you. You give me your thoughts. How's that? Is that a good format? Does that seem like this could work? Questions and thoughts. Yeah. That's a good idea.
2: So, (laughs) how's nobody (laughs) thought of that before? (laughs) Well, look, it's a proprietary system. (laughs)
0: Hopefully people don't leech off of it. Use our free podcast to come up with their own questions and thoughts. But here's what we have. Okay. These are some myths about... Well, I think they're myths. But we'll present them as such. Can Nebraska's offense play in cold weather? Based on, you've seen two games now, you saw Illinois, you saw Michigan State, there's always this talk about, you know, at Central Florida they didn't have this kind of weather, at Oregon they didn't have this kind of weather. Can this offense, as Scott Frost wants to play it, can it play, can it travel in cold weather in the Big Ten, based on what you've seen through the last two weeks, and as we get into what might be, you know, a 40 degree day at Iowa City?
1: Yeah, I think it can, I mean... I think last week against Michigan State, that's a really good defense. For one, for another, the wind was brutal, and I, I think uh, I think the wind's the biggest factor against this offense. Really, um, I don't think it's the cold weather. Even um, even if it's wet and not too windy tomorrow, um, I think Nebraska will be all right. Uh, I don't I don't see that as a big issue. When when it's bad weather, a lot of teams struggle. When it's really windy, and what it was in Lincoln last Saturday, so. Um, you know that's why the Nebraska's defense has a question to answer tomorrow because some people, as good as they played, yeah. will say, "Well, you had the advantage because for two quarters, Michigan State's going against the wind. It was brutal weather. You know, nobody was going to play good offensive football. It was just one of those days." So I don't any I don't pay any attention to that discussion. I think this offense can work fine in it. Which, which what offenses would have
2: traveled in in that weather last week? Like Navy? Yeah. Air Force. Look, I'm Georgia just saying.
0: Tech. No, I mean that, I'm throwing what the no, common it, thought is. It's a there. fair
2: question, and I, I, I mean it, it's a it's a lazy take I think when you really look at you know 30, thirty mile an hour winds, fourteen degrees. I mean that that was one of the coldest games that Nebraska has ever played in uh, at, at Memorial Stadium. It, it's it, to me was more of a one off than it was you know some grand statement about the offense not being able to travel, Adrian Martinez being soft, whatever. Like, whatever, you know, hot take was coming up during that game. I mean, I think it was, I think they'll be fine.
0: All right, well, that was question number two, because this came out a lot as well. Any concerns about Adrian Martinez' third game in this kind of weather? You've seen some good, some bad. Anything come out of the Michigan State game, or you think as much of the problems could have been not having J.D. Spielman as it was having to throw into a
1: Gale Force win? Not having Spielman. And, you know, some people kind of forget their Husker history. Go back on YouTube and watch, like, Tommy Frazier playing Oklahoma on a cold day in 1993 and watch how pretty it is. It was not great quarterbacking. Scott Frost had a few games when he was quarterback here, including one against Colorado in 96 when it was nasty weather and raining where he didn't play very well. That's just the way QB position is sometimes in those type of elements. And honestly, in in that type of game, you only get like two or three real opportunities to make that big play. And so it's real difficult when you're in this game where you're kind of punching each other in the mouth for 58 minutes. And you get two plays where, okay, you got to all of a sudden make this throw where it actually pops open for you, and here's your opportunity, and maybe you miss it on that one play. You know, I I think Martinez is going to be fine. And I understood why Scott Frost and Mario Verduzco said they actually thought he played a good game because they appreciated that he stayed patient. Yeah, and, and, I mean, going back to
2: the summer, Verduzco talked all the time about, you know, as a quarterback, you don't have to go out and, and win the game. You're just a you're a, a piece of that wheel. Um, and you know, you, you can make mistakes that can cost your team the game. And that's what he said that they talked about at halftime was, you know, look, we knew this is gonna be a tough game, this is gonna be a really close game, weather was gonna be a factor, you know, just be patient. Um, and, you know, sometimes in those situations, you know, taking your medicine and throwing it away on third down or, you know, taking a two-yard gain and, and punting is just as good as, you know, trying to force a throw and, and, you know,
1: risking an interception or a turnover that could really cost you in a 9-6 to six game. And the same is going to apply tomorrow maybe. This could be a game like that where, you know, Adrian's got to live for that next series sometimes. Do you think <clears> – <throat> that Nebraska's defense feels better about itself coming out of that game against
0: Michigan State than maybe it has at any other point in the last couple years?
1: Yeah, because they they needed a game. It was a blessing in disguise. Like, Nebraska fans didn't want to see the offense sputter like that, but this team sort of needed a game like that where the defense could prove, okay, the bar's on our shoulders. we got to lift this thing. Um, and and do most of the weight ourselves, and and they did it. And I, there's a pride that goes with that. You know, you build up a confidence when you do it once, you can do it again. And um, this could be that type of game. I don't think it's going to be nine six, but I think it could be a. It has the potential to be a 2017 sort of game. It's that's out there, and so I at least this defense has been in that boat before. Yeah, no, I, I think you know they for for the season they've
2: had. They needed a game like that to where they were forcing turnovers. I mean, they've, they've done it. Does that mean
0: you won our argument from the spring? What's that, that about they, Nebraska's that they, defense?
2: That they are no worse than last year? Yeah, I think it does. I was gonna wait and let the season play out first, but all right, it can be subtle so officially <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> Bronz won based on just the Michigan State game alone. I we were on a trip somewhere. Was it the it was after the Michigan game where I, I said to him said something oh, like
1: he did admit this I was
2: like I was like this has to turn around quick or I'm going to lose that thing the the bet with Schaefer that we had in the off season
0: The Northwestern game didn't help I know
2: I I think it was those both those weeks I was getting a little nervous yeah. but they might have saved me late here um Yeah I had many people many people on many sides
0: texting me about Hey you got to bring that up to Brunts
2: Don't think I wasn't
1: going to bring it up. No, (laughs) I think
0: people thought you were scared and running, and by people, me, mainly.
1: No, I I was just waiting to play it out. This isn't a great number, but they are, I looked it up this week, they're 79th in yards per play this year, which, obviously, that's like Pat you on the back for your C-minus, you know. But they were 112th last year, so I guess... I don't know. I, I thought you know they're going into in this spot. I yeah. I thought going into this season, if they could get into like the sixties or something there, that would be really good, honestly. Um, and so they're they're not that far away. They need a good day tomorrow to get close to it, though.
0: Does Nebraska have enough playmakers on this offense going into next year without
1: Stanley Morgan? Not. As we know it, I think there has to be. Don't you think there has to be like two receivers at least that kind of emerge with Spielman? Uh, I and don't like forget,
0: Devino Zigbo graduates. Yeah, as well.
1: I mean, I. Yeah, and we can't assume. I we feel. I think we feel really good about uh, the junior running back yeah. that's mm-hmm. coming. But you know, we thought a lot of people thought pretty highly of Greg Bell too, and so you got to see you got to see him do it here. Uh, tight end spot I feel really good about. I like that group, but wide receiver is what I worry about.
2: Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be Spielman and then... Whoever steps up. Whoever steps up. You get somebody that's not on campus right now that somehow becomes a factor there. I mean, you've got a number of guys. I mean, Andre Hunt is a guy that we haven't talked about in a long time who's on the roster still, and you would assume would be in that conversation. But, I mean, that's... i mean. Appreciate Stanley Morgan tomorrow for his last game in Nebraska uniform. He's had a damn good career, and uh, it's pretty remarkable. I, I think he's going to have probably a losing record for his time at Nebraska. Right? He does. It's already. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of you know makes you shake shake you shake your head a little bit up at that. But I mean, he's had a great career um, and, and doesn't really have a ton to show for it in, in terms of wins. Do you guys?
0: what What is the key for you? One thing on each side of the ball, if you would, in this game?
1: Um, they can't get suckered in on defense by the, the bootleg stuff. and it, it feels like that's been a bugaboo for Nebraska football against these type of offenses where you know, you kind of get lulled to sleep by teams like Iowa because they keep pounding you with the same zone run play. And then suddenly they'll they'll sneak one of those tight ends out on the flat, or uh, linebacker will just lose lose eye discipline on him and he'll get open. And I mean, look at their stats. Jeez, Hawkinson has 663 yards this year for Iowa. Fant has 507. Uh, that's scary for a team that has sometimes struggled with the tight end. And honestly, against Michigan State. Uh, That kid got open some in that game, and he couldn't catch it. Um, You know They had opportunities, and he kind of, in a way, lost them the game with with the drops. And so that's a little bit worrisome to me, how Nebraska deals with those guys.
2: Yeah, I think the tight ends are a big one for me on defense. Um, Will Iowa remember that they have Noah Fant on their roster? That's a a big one going into this game because they seem to have forgotten that the last few games. Uh, offensively, you know, can Nebraska run the ball? Um, you know, the, Iowa's a, a very good run defense. I mean, everybody was kind of talking up Michigan State, um, and, and they definitely lived up to that. But Iowa, statistically, is as good uh, as Michigan State is in that category going in. Um, I, I just think that Nebraska has to establish it somehow. Um, this is the number, they're going against the number eight uh, run defense in the country. So uh, get that established early somehow. Don't make Adrian Martinez throw it 35 times in this game. Um, I, th- I think that's the big one for me on offense is if they can establish the run early uh, and get some of that play-action game going too.
0: All right. Well, are we in bold prediction territory, or are there still some things left for us to cover?
1: Oh, I feel good about a bold prediction. We, start?
0: again, apologize for the abbreviated uh, that you're getting the hype cast and the podcast all We'll We'll come back early next week with a podcast that will have more recruiting and basketball, Nebraska's season ended on Tuesday, for those not aware, with that loss to Texas Tech. They've decided they're not going to play any more games, apparently. That's that's what I took away from Twitter. Uh, but I guess we can probably discuss that more after they play Western Illinois and Clemson, maybe, if maybe. they show up. Yes. We'll see. If there's a game. And uh, Nebraska did get a commitment in Miles Farmer. He's a defensive back out of Atlanta. But they'll be on the road next week. We'll have plenty of recruiting we can get into uh, we'll have more time to do all of that. But now, one last time. Bold predictions. A score prediction.
1: I'd like to defer. I'd like to defer and let... A
0: very unfrost move from Brian yeah. Christofferson.
1: Trying to set in a tone? I, uh, I am. Well, I, <laughs> I, mean, will, I will go... I will go. the opening drive last week. I'm going to give it to Schaefer.
0: I will go with the first bold prediction and scoring prediction of the week. Cade Warner... Yeah. finishes the game with more catches than Noah Fant. That is my bold prediction.
1: Whoa! Okay.
0: Do you not think it's bold? Brian Brian yeah, kind of gave bold. a look.
1: I do think it's bold. I think it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I, I like that. That's well, we'll the whole see. point. That's what we'll it's, see. That's what it's supposed Noah to be. Noah Fant doesn't
0: have more than five catches in any game this season.
1: So you, how many do you think Cade's going to get? Like three? Four. Uh, he
0: had four last week, and they kind of went away from him after that fumble.
1: You have statistical reason to your pick.
0: I do. I think that he's going to play quite a bit. I don't think J.D. Spielman plays, and I think Nebraska has to move the ball more through the air, yes, and I think Warner's going to be a part of that. So I, I think Kate Warner had a big so game. I you
1: think it's a little disguise? He he was on the trip. We should say that. He, he was. He, he was not make the trip.
0: Well, I think he's going to go test things out. I mean, there's no yeah. reason for him not to. Yeah, And there's, there's almost no reason for him to be ruled out. It's whether he can get out there and play and, and not hurt himself more. But there's no bowl game. There's no game the following week. I think he'll push it as much as he can, uh, and, and we'll see from there. But, again, bowl prediction, Cade Warner, more catches than Noah Fant. And my score prediction, Nebraska, 26, Iowa, 16. Whoa. The under, the line is, I think, at 52 as it stands right now. Nebraska's team total is at 23.5. The spread is at 9 points. That's your gambling update with Mike Schaefer.
2: Go ahead. All right. I So Iowa's de- run defense coming into the game, giving up 100.8 yards per game. I think Divina Zigbo is going to go over 100. I think Adrian Martinez is going to go for 50 more. So I'm going to say that they – is that bold? It doesn't feel bold.
1: I think it's I'm, pretty cool. Uh, I'm not, like, calling. I think saying no, Zigbo goes for 100 is bold. Okay. And I'm going to also. BC thinks everything's bold.
2: <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to. I live, I live life very neutral. <laughs> no, this Zigbo's is all, bold. like, whoa.
0: <laughs> when I opened up the first Coors Banquet, he thought that was kind of bold. I was like, bold. what yeah. are you
1: doing in this hotel? We're going to be they they, drinking Do you know it? you brought that in here, sir? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I didn't clear it with him first. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I'm going to say uh, three Barrett Pickering field goals. I love how Brunch just throws in a second yeah. prediction.
1: He feels He's kind of cocky. He, I mean, he is had, a little cocky. He had that nice run I'm in the edgy. middle of the season. It's a hedge, a little bit. So what's the score, then, of this game? So I think I think
2: Nebraska's going to win this one, and I think they're going to do it 23-19. to It's
1: a good score. What was your score? 26-16. Nebraska? Yes. Okay. Well, Brian I'll, is I'll be, now I'll, receiving the I'm going to get the downer part out of it. Oh, no. So I picked I, I pick Iowa uh 2723 to win. Oh. Um, because doesn't no one goes over the the total here. What is it? 52, I believe. Okay. Um, I I think this game goes down to the last few minutes. I think Iowa is as is, I think Nebraska's better than 4 and 7. I also think Iowa is better than 7 and 4 this year. I think they've they've missed up some opportunities here. Um, My bold prediction, I'll go with Stanley Morgan, and I will say that he gets 93 receiving yards tomorrow. (laughs) And you're saying, well, that's an odd number to pick. It is an odd number to (laughs) pick, sir. Very specific. He has 923 for the season. If he gets 93, he'll get to 1,016, so he'll become the first Husker to get over 1,000, right? But... Johnny Rogers kind of gets screwed a little bit because the NCAA did not factor in his bowl game back in 1972. He actually went for 1,013 yards, and I always kind of count it. I know know everybody. Stanley has the technical record, and I don't want to diminish it, 986. You just want to
0: put an asterisk next to it. Yeah,
1: well, I think it should because Johnny Rogers had 1,013 yards in a season as we would count the stats now. So a Husker has kind of gone over a thousand. I think Stanley, with nine, if he gets 93 yards, he'll get a thousand sixteen. I'm giving him a little wiggle room. He goes three over Johnny Rogers, so he beats him by a field goal.
2: That's <laughs> bold? a nice bold prediction. I like it. It <laughs> has some
0: history behind it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where it was coming from exactly, but uh, <laughs> you, got a,
2: you got a bold prediction, and you learned something. Yeah, I mean it
0: that's, all came together. You were kind of like, was, "Oh, where's this guy like, going? Like, what the He's hell is fall this?" Off. Give this guy a quarter of then, a banquet beer and all of a sudden he's all over the place. <laughs> right, yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't know what he was, he was doing exactly, but he's got his uh, Iowa prediction in. And we have, you and I have Nebraska for tomorrow. Someone will be right. Someone will be wrong. Actually, two people could be right. Two people could be wrong. All sorts of exciting things. Speaking of exciting, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I need...
1: I need more of these guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know where you can get it? You can get it at Husker twenty four seven. There's gonna be all sorts of content. Whether you're someone who wants more recruiting, there's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be just like an avalanche of recruiting, basically starting
1: Friday through whenever. You just like hole up now. Like Kinda. right? You don't even have a life. Uh, well I mean I, I'm you gonna have try. no life at all. I, look,
0: I'd like to try, sir. <laughs>
1: that
2: beard just gets even bigger. I don't mean, leave the house.
0: Well, and it's because I'm producing such great content yes. for Husker 24-7. <laughs> yes. and, and people who want recruiting, no better place to get it. No better time of year to get interested in it. A little bit of a spoiler alert. There might be a great deal heading your way if you are not a member, a VIP member, which comes with its own exclusive club every Monday that sometimes starts as early at 7 in the morning and other times doesn't actually open doors until like 10.30. Just depends on the general day. But there's a lot of great perks with being a VIP member. And uh, there might be an offer coming your way. <clears throat> Cyber Monday, I would keep an eye out maybe. If you're someone looking for good deals, if you need to buy some Christmas gifts, if there's a Husker fan in your life who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about and you need him to know more, So doesn't sound like a moron in front of other people. We can help with that a little bit. First, get him on the podcast and then work his way up to a VIP membership. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. And then we'll be wrapping up the season. Bruns will have basketball coverage. We'll have some other great stuff. You can catch all of that at Husker 24-7. We'll be back with another podcast here early next week. We think probably won't be recorded in a hotel room. It'll probably be a little bit better, but no guarantees.